We have to learn how to welcome the pain that brings needed results. Welcome to Disciple Life 360, sharing truth to help you follow Jesus. This episode is titled Perspective in Trials. And this podcast is just an abbreviated version of a sermon that I recently shared, which you can find in its entirety at gracebiblegunner.com. Nolan Ryan's dad used to wake him up every morning while it was still dark outside and help him deliver newspapers. The story was told that Nolan had to deliver those newspapers from a bicycle. And that wasn't true. They did have a car. It was a 1952 Chevy. But he still had to throw those papers from the time he was a little kid. While most of Alvin, Texas was sleeping, Nolan Ryan's arm was working. According to a Bleacher Report article, as an adult, Nolan was the fastest pitcher ever. And in 1964, he was clocked at 108 miles per hour. Some say that is skewed and he actually threw faster. He wasn't just fast, though. Nolan Ryan was fast for a long time. When a lot of pitchers got a little bit up in their years and began to resort to throwing knuckleballs and change-ups and different pitches like that, Nolan Ryan kept throwing the heat throughout his entire career. He finally retired in 1993 at the age of 46 with over 300 wins and a record 5,714 strikeouts and a record seven no-hitters. Records that likely will never be broken. And it all started with the hard job of throwing all those newspapers while everybody else was sleeping. You know, there's a direct correlation between facing difficulty and building strength and achieving longevity. Every athlete knows that. When we go to strength and conditioning, we say things like, we feel the burn. What that is, is pain, the soreness of muscles. We know that it hurts, but we know that when it hurts, it's working to do what we want it to do, which is make us stronger. But many of us, Spiritually speaking, we want the spiritual life equivalent of Nolan Ryan's career in baseball, but we don't want to face the challenges that build such a, sp- such a spiritual life, and we need to learn how to welcome the pain that brings needed results. And that's the message of James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. James 1, verse 2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, and lacking in nothing. The key to counting it all joy when we're facing trials, according to James, it's valuing faith above all else. James 1, 2 through 4 is not the spiritualized version of Frederick Nietzsche's quote, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, because ultimately this passage isn't about you at all. And that's a good thing. It's about your faith, which is the most important thing about each and every one of us. The part of us, our faith is the part of us that makes us closer to God. It makes us more of an asset to the people around us. James says trials test our faith, producing steadfastness. And when that takes takes effect in us, we're completed. We're lacking in nothing. Hard times fill up what was lacking in us by increasing our faith. Hard times grow our trust in God. They mature us spiritually. They humble us, which is a spiritual virtue. They may soften us and make us more sensitive. They make us more compassionate. They make us care more like Jesus cares. Trials help us get over any illusions we may have about self-sufficiency. They make us eternally minded. They make us less wrapped up in the immediate. That's not the same as what the secular-minded people are thinking of when they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. James is talking about a deeper strength. He's talking about a Christ-centered strength. I want to share with you something I came across that I found to be helpful. These are six Ps that we can remember when we're facing trials. The first one, purpose. We have all of our trials when 
uh, that come upon us have a purpose. Romans 8.28 says, All things are working together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Trials are a second peer profitable. As we saw in James 1 there, that they are putting in us something that we're lacking. They're completing us. So trials have a purpose. Trials are profitable. Trials bring us closer to the another P, presence of God. That no matter what happens, we know that God is with us. And when we are in those trials, we will experience God and His closeness in a very unique way that we wouldn't be able to apart from the trial itself. Purpose, profitable, presence. Trials prove our faith. It's the testing of our faith. First Peter talked about trials being refining us like gold and silver are refined. Trials also produce spiritual fruit in our life, things that we would not be able to bear fruit in if it weren't for the trial. Trials also uh, make us look at things from God's perspective, which is what really James 1, 2 through 4 is all about. It's about gaining perspective in trials. When we're facing, we go through the same things that everyone else might go through, but as followers of Jesus Christ, we have a different perspective. We can look at a trial and we can say, welcome. In one sense, we can joyfully say, welcome, because what this is going to do is increase my faith. And that's truly all I want in my life anyway, to be more faithful to God in heaven, to be more faithful to his son, Jesus Christ, to be more faithful in being led by the spirit. So purpose, profitable, presence, prove, produce and perspective. For further reading on this, you can check out Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. You can check out 1 Peter 1, verse 7. You can check out, again, Romans 8, 28, and also Isaiah 41, 10. I'll tell you all something that after looking at this for about a week, something that my 14-year-old daughter pointed out that I, I found to be pretty insightful and, and profound. I was taking her out to a friend's house about seven or so the other night. We're driving down this, this country road, and I saw her looking out her window, and she had her phone in her hand like teenagers sometimes do. But this time she had her phone out to uh, take some pictures. She was looking at the sunset and, and trying to get a good picture of the sunset. The sun was setting in this kind of red horizon, these broken clouds. And I just said, hey, it's, it's kind of pretty, isn't it? She said, yeah, it is. And then she said, she said, I like it when it's clear so you can see the sunset, but the clouds make it pretty too. I said, say that again. She said, I like it when it's clear so you can see the sunset, but the clouds make it pretty too. We all love clear skies, but the clouds, the trials in life, they may limit our vision, but they also help us see the light in ways that we wouldn't have seen it before. We need the clouds and we need the clear skies. And God knows exactly what we need to help us grow our faith. And because we trust our God, we can welcome the pain that brings needed results. I appreciate y'all listening. Thank you. Thank you.